Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents And One, a weekly podcast about the National Basketball Association, keeping you up to date with professional basketball players, games, and headlines across the league. Here are your hosts, Aiden Doherty and Aiden Butler. Welcome back to the N1 Podcast, Episode 6. We are officially back after a much-needed hiatus, I'll say. Uh, spent a couple of weeks off, but we'll get into that as we progress through the podcast. Your two hosts are here, Butler and Doc, also joined by Justin Locke and Kareem Galea of the Rowan Sports Department. And we're going to go ahead and dive really straight into things after, you know, this is, is technically being our first episode since the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. Uh, the All-Star break wasn't as... Uh, Fulfilling, I guess uh, I'll say, is a lack of turn or whatever, but it wasn't as fulfilling as uh, we would have liked it to see, I'll say. Um, although the Sabrina Island school and the Steph Curry three-point shot, I thought that was that was pretty Should great. have been the main event. Yeah, that was a pretty great one. Uh, the dunk contest, we can just move on. Uh, <laughs> and then the three-point contest, it, it wasn't too bad this year, besides yeah. them giving Cat uh, those buckets when his line foot was clearly on the line that was yeah now, you know what's funny is that the ref literally was like two two and he was like whatever three <laughs> <laughs> i think that was the funniest part about all of it you literally saw because they had the angle with the ref right there and he was like foot's on the line foot's on the line he's like whatever and he put his hand up it was the funniest thing i think i saw that night and just besides and then the all-star game itself i guess uh, that was it was a game for sure. It was. A lot of points <laughs> being scored. Um, you know, I, somebody earlier had said, I, f- I think it was Tyrese Halliburton, he was on the Pat McAfee show like a couple days before uh, the weekend, and he had said, you know, he was hoping intensity would be up a little bit, and he was hoping it would be because Giannis would be playing, and usually Giannis only has one speed at that point, and, you know, it's yeah. just a go. But Giannis really hasn't been that healthy. Uh, as of recent, so that probably could have played a factor as well. But the All-Star game, uh, Adam Silver was not happy. Uh, He expected a little bit more, as I guess the fans expected a little bit more. Uh, I do think, though, at some point, something will change. I don't know when that is or what will change, but at some point, we'll definitely uh, change and we'll see a much more more interesting uh, All-Star game itself, even though the weekend, especially Saturday, besides the dunk contest, we, we could just forget about that. Yeah. Besides that, it wasn't too bad of a weekend, though. But going on to basketball that just happened last night. Uh, from here, from one here on out, there's a good amount of games on pretty much every night. There's not too many of the th- only three games on this day. Not too many of those the rest of the season. But last night, a good portion of the association was in act. It was active, and one of the late games, the Lakers and the Clippers. Probably one of the better games uh, of the year, which is saying something. Lakers really. You know, we're muddling around 10, 12 points kind of that entire, you know, game pretty much until the fourth quarter game around. And then when they needed him most, he showed up. In LeBron James, the fourth quarter happened, and he scored 19 points in that fourth quarter. Sadly for myself, as I opened up to you guys, uh, I was not watching that game. I wish I, I, wish I would have been able to witness that because, once again, how old is he? 31. 39. Exactly. Yeah. Like, there's only so many more times we'll be able to see this, but that was a great game by the GOAT there. Yeah, I was sadly also not able to watch mo- the back end of the fourth quarter. I 
kind of passed out. I believe the score was something like 104 to 96 um, when I just was like, yeah, this game's probably over. The Clippers going to sail on to a nice win and continue to look good even without Paul George. But then, yeah, I woke up. I think first thing I saw, you know, when you like fake wake up for the first time and I check my phone to make sure I'm not uh, getting up too late. Yeah, like uh, it's not the And, and I, whatever, the, yeah. the first ESPN note, he was LeBron James, 19 points in the four. I was like, what? <laughs> Went back to bed, woke up. Went on Twitter. My whole timeline was just LeBron James, and I was like, "Wow, this is this is some special." And then I watched, and I was like, "Wow!" Just the 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 best part was when he hit that that one three. I think it was actually the first three out of the timeout when I literally turned it off. Was when he hit it from the right wing, and then he hit it like walk behind Ty Lue and then dabbed up Jay Z <laughs> on the way back to the bench because Ty Lue called timeout. Uh, that was that was special, but it, it's it's always nice to see LeBron obviously go off. Still, you know, age thirty nine, thirty four, eight and six. That one pass to D'Angelo Russell was one, one of the most insane passes of the season. Yeah, it's underrated because Russell was open because people only think good passes are when you know there's a tight window. But that was a ridiculous pass, and good job by Russell to actually to hit hit it that time. And hey, man, um, I'm we'll, we'll probably get into it later, but I'm never counting out. LeBron James and Steph Curry in the West, which is why that conference is, is just so interesting now. Before anybody else goes into it, you ever have those moments where you fall asleep and you really only fell asleep for like two or three hours, but you feel like it was a whole night? Yeah. <laughs> I've had that happen a couple of times, but uh, to open it up once again, uh, LeBron, 39 years old doing this. Uh, don't know when he'll start to slow down, whether or not Bronny will be in the league by that point, but uh, he's on a, well, I would say he's on a bender, but first of all, he's on the day-to-day uh, injury report every every game, for, first of all. So it's never a guarantee that we'll actually see him play. But this is kind of the part of the season, as you mentioned, because we'll definitely talk about it later. Uh, they probably will be in the play-in, and oh, for that West play-in is going to be great basketball this year. Mm-hmm. But go ahead, Kareem. Oh, um, so obviously I, I, I watched the game just because, you know, I like watching Clippers and uh, Lakers. It's always a great uh, matchup, no matter what. Uh, even if Lakers sometimes get blown out, which uh, seems to be happening a lot in their matchup, but uh, no Paul George uh, for them tonight. So I think that's what really elevated them because at one point in the fourth quarter, well, not even at one point, just a good a good amount of the fourth quarter, I saw Norman Powell guard LeBron James. It's kind of like <laughs> like out loud that that is yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, great. what do we? Especially do? when the coach on the other side literally played with. I'm not trying to coach like, prime LeBron. <laughs> I'm not trying to downplay LeBron James' 19 uh, points in the fourth quarter. Still phenomenal. A- any any player to do that, phenomenal. But when you have Norman Norman Powell guarding him, not not Kawhi Leonard. Why is Kawhi Leonard not guarding LeBron James? I know we live in a world where a lot of the stars that are great defenders just don't really match up. Remember, like back in the day, and I hate to sound like a boomer when I do this, but like. Mello, Bron, Mello, Kobe, Kobe, Bron. They, they would all guard each other. Oh, yeah. yeah. That doesn't happen anymore. I saw James Harden guard LeBron at one point, which I was just like, That's, this might be even worse. Yeah, no, <laughs> LeBron was attacking Harden last night. I'm not going to yeah, lie on defense. Was, he, it, was, it, he, was, he was looking for that switch the whole whole game, and he took advantage of it. And then, yeah, once you see Norm Powell on you, I mean. They, again, at one point, they doubled with James Harden and Norm Powell, and that's when we saw that kick out assist to D'Lo again, and. It's like you got the worst, like the worst defenders on your team, doubling the best player on the other team. It's kind of mm-hmm. like, what what are we doing here? You're, mm-hmm. you're asking to give up points. Yeah. 
for you, Locke? How'd you feel about that game last night? Uh, pretty good. Uh, I caught really the second half, and obviously it did get to a point where it was 21 uh, points up for the Clippers, and it was 77-96 going into the fourth. But it just once LeBron got things going, he scored 11 straight for them. Obviously, uh, Tyron Lue had to call the timeout. Then really the last four minutes, it was uh, who else is going to get the ball, and uh, Hachimura hit a big shot in the corner. Uh, D'Lo's been kind of doing those no-dip threes last couple of uh, nights I've seen, and he hit the big-time shot that kind of propelled them to two-possession lead. Uh, Kawhi tried to take the final shot on LeBron, and he was short. And LeBron's still showing at 39 that he can compete with the, the top guys. And first time this uh, Lakers team has won the series against the Clippers since 2011-2012. Uh, so Jeez. 11 seasons, or 12 seasons now, uh, that they didn't do it, and now they finally have. So... This kind of speaks to this Lakers team that, again, they always make a late push. Uh, obviously, last season they did the same. They got into the, the seventh spot in the plan, and then they got all the way to the conference final. Obviously, we know what happened with the Denver Nuggets, but as Doc was saying, I, I, you, you can never count out uh, easily top two of the top three guys of our generation in Curry and uh, LeBron, and we'll see what happens uh, come playoff time. Going out east to a team that really hasn't looked themselves since after the All-Star break, which before the All-Star break, they were definitely one of the better teams in the NBA, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, Just on Tuesday, they had a, well, at the moment, it wasn't a big game against the Mavs. They had the Mavericks in town, uh, healthy Mavericks as well in town, which is something you really can't say too much nowadays. But everybody was available for that game. But that was a close game when it came down to a last-second shot, Max Struess, which I don't think it got enough attention, uh, really, as how big of a shot that was. Like because it's, it's Max Struess. Yeah, which <laughs> uh, it's a shame because like that taking that type of shot, first of all, he had 21 points in that game. All of them were for three. I think he three, scored like ten. four straight threes. Yeah, no, he, he got that. them, and the, the Mavs were, were looking to – take the passenger seat on an easy win. And then he started getting hot. And look, man, he's, yeah, he still got that heat, that heat blood in him because it's the second half of the season. So here comes Max Struess all of a sudden after a very poor first half from beyond the arc is now probably going to heat up. And even though, but like you mentioned, they haven't looked good at all. I mean, their only real win with all due respect to this Mavs game. I'm sorry. They still showed very clear flaws. They needed Max Struess to get extremely hot from three. Like, self, stuff that isn't happening on a game-to-game basis that I can trust in the playoffs. Outside that, their only win since the All-Star break is the Washington Wizards. And they it was a single-digit game. And the Bulls game that went to double overtime with Don. That was before the All-Star break. The, but uh, well, no, I was talking about yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. they lost that one too. They, uh, they and they only beat the Bulls by three before that, the All Star break. That was horrible. That was horrible to watch. Donovan Mitchell barely putting up any shots. And thankfully, I wasn't watching. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a good game though. Like shout out Andre Drummond. Uh, you know he popped off. How many boards did he have? Twenty six. That's in, <laughs> which was Demar Derozan. You want to guess his stat line? I'll, I'll give you his points, rebounds, assists, his efficiency, a three point and free throw. Thirty five points, ten rebounds, five assists. Guess his efficiency from the. Let's do line and from the field. Uh, I want to say from the field he was. So he had thirty five points. Yep. Give me a. This is gonna sound horrible. Give me a, like a twelve for twenty nine. Maybe you're kind you're of. kind of close. Eight for twenty six, oh and then guess guess, <laughs> guess the free throw statistics, which he hit uh, three game time free throws, I believe, at the end of regulation to send it to overtime. 
see, like technically, I should be able to add that up in my head. I'm not going. No, Tyler, he actually shot threes this game. I'm not oh, gonna, oh, yeah, shoot. Um, shot five. I'm gonna say free throw line. Then he had to shoot at least 10, 12 free throws. He's seventeen, nineteen from the line. <laughs> What? <laughs> no turnovers, though. <laughs> he had a plus five and plus minus. <laughs> he played 48 minutes. Oh, man. Kobe White played 50. Sheesh. Oh, yeah. Kobe White's bomb, but he he's going on tour May 20th. So, this <laughs> <laughs> uh, is just nasty just looking at this game. I, I think the only... Five for 13, 8 for 22 the, from Garland and uh, Mitchell. The only player that shot above 50% that have taken five or more shots was Andre Drummond on the Chicago Bulls. Dude, like, I, what is that? Lonzo's not even able to run, so it's not even like he... What is going on with that team, bro? Oh, man. Zach you know what's weird? They wasn't act- supposed to be on they, the roster at this point. They actually got a little hot, though, in February. That's that's the funny thing because now they're, like, possibly going to be – well, sadly, they lost They they lost two close games, one against the Magic, one against the Cavs. But, like, they've actually looked like a competent basketball team. So it's like, are they are they going to make the play-in? Because they're ninth now, and they should make the play-in because Trey Young's out the rest of the year, and then even if, Trae, even if the Hawks somehow – not out the rest of the year, I should say, but – Six yeah, weeks, I believe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's one of those. Look, we're going to trade you in. Come we're we're going to trade you in July. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, and then and then you have like the Nets behind them. Even if even if the Hawks somehow don't fall off, so the Bulls are going to be in the plan. Um, but that game last night again, I didn't really watch much of it, if anything at all. And just just it's just one of those games. I think it's just that whole division as a whole. Well, I don't forget what division it's called, but uh, are they the Central? They are the central. Right they now. are the central. Every time I feel like those teams don't play each other, it's some of the weirdest basketball games I've ever seen. It's the Cavs, Bucks, Pacers, Bulls, Pistons. I mean, it doesn't get much more nastier than that. <laughs> uh, good teams in there, obviously, but like some bad forms of basketball. So it's it's interesting. Going on to another team in the East, uh, Locke, we'll start with you here. The New York Knicks. Um Jalen Brunson was doing his own pretty more as much as he could, I guess you could say, when it came to kind of carrying the team. Uh, OG Ananobi, after being day to day, they said, "Oh, well, you're not really day to day. We got to do a procedure on your elbow." So he's out for some time. Don't know how much longer Julius Randle is. Which shoulder was it that uh, he injured? Anybody know? I'm going to check. Right. Because, like, if it was his left, then I would assume it's going to take a little bit longer. I'm going to check because they play the Warriors tonight on TNT, which we'll talk about later, obviously, yeah. too. Uh, it says his – it just says shoulder. Uh, so oh, Thanks, guys. That was yeah, <laughs> it's just – thank you, injury report. All right, but the New York Knicks, uh, they've also been, you know, after really when you look at the All-Star break for them, yeah, beat the Sixers, lost to the Celtics, beat the Pistons by two in the game, actually, which – I really didn't even really exactly see what happened with that game. I so it had to do with DiVincenzo and something like that, and it's Randall's right shoulder. Um, so I feel like he should come back sooner than later. Yeah, anything because he doesn't do much with actually. Now that he works that <laughs> yeah. jab in there yeah. sometimes with that right hand with that right shoulder. But back to the team aspect for the Knicks uh, lock for you. You know, I was expecting the Knicks team to. You know, especially after the trade deadline, uh, Bogdanovich, Burks, which Burks can be any type of player any night. He can be somebody that gives you 21 off of, you know, 10 shots, or he can give you 21 off of 22 shots. Um, But (laughs) (laughs) the Knicks have been, I want to say slacking, but sinking a little bit, I would say. What's your take on the Knicks so far, and 
you know, can they kind of do enough to kind of get over this hump? You've got the Warriors, Cavs, Hawks, Magic, Sixers back to back at one point to kind of get some of these players back that they need, like OG and Randall. Yeah, I definitely think they can when when they're on. I mean, when Jalen Brunson Jalen Brunson's kind of in his rhythm and kind of taking over these games, he's shown that he's a superstar and he's kind of just keep keep rising. And he did the last two seasons here with New York, and yes, with Randall being out, he's been out for. What, five weeks at least he's been Something out. Something like that. Yeah. And obviously OG been out last couple of weeks as well. Uh the game the other night, uh the they 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 stole that one from the Pistons. Uh he dove right into the leg. Yeah, what exactly happened there? Uh, so I, I believe it was it was Thompson. Thompson tries to get the rebound. He's right around Fontecchio caught the original pass. He kinda got fell yeah. on that. The ball came loose. Um it went it to Sar Thompson. Yeah. Uh, he dribbles to the near baseline, and here comes DiVincenzo. Ray Lewis comes in. <laughs> I think I saw that. Like, you could have been like, yeah, he hit the ball, but he very clearly hit him first. But his, he was, like, kind of near the ball. But he, like, like very clearly hit him, and they just didn't blow the whistle. It's one of those, like, I forget what I saw somebody call it on Twitter as. It's it's the, I think they call it, like, the moment whistle or something like that, where there's 10 seconds left, uh, there's a loose ball, let's let him play. Um, and it was one of those, and then Josh Hart was, like, wide open for a layup uh, and then also got fouled on that layup as well. Dang, that's tough. Yeah, so that's why the Pistons – Monty Williams was angry. Yeah. And he, yeah. They were going to send this – they're, def- they're definitely going to send that to the NBA to review. The Knicks, the Knicks, remember when the Knicks Rockets uh, <laughs> sent it in? It got denied yesterday, yeah. I yeah. think. Uh, but I think the Pistons are going to send it in, and these two teams actually play each other in Mass Square Garden again. So I really hope it gets accepted, and they have to replay the game with the Pistons up one with two free throws at the line with, like, 11 seconds left. I want to see – because I don't know this, the last time anything was accepted and they actually had to, I think it was 2011 with the Heat mm. when they had Shaq, but he got traded. Oh, yeah. That was hilarious. That was the one time they did replay it. I think that was. I think it was 2011, but it was when uh, Shaq was on the Heat, but they traded him to the Suns mm-hmm. soon after. But they, they still replayed the game. But no Shaq. Yeah, <laughs> without Shaq. And I, guess, I think it was against the Hawks, I want to say. I think, I think you're right. I think I saw that like pretty... Relatively recent, yeah, but that um, was the last time uh, a game was replayed. Because I, I think this could happen here. Because even the crew chief said after the game, he said he was wrong. Yeah, he that. said he was wrong. I'm, I don't know. I was more surprised Monty Williams didn't get fined. Uh, oh. You normally want a player or coach goes out and criticizes referee. And I feel like fined. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like usually it's like a day or two after. But I just, I just wonder. Say he gets fined and then they review it and it gets. Um, change do they take away the fine as well or does it just because you can't you just can't say anything bad about I feel, refs in I feel general like if, if they decide like they're going to replay the game they're not going to find him like that's why they're waiting on that fine yeah. they're not sending it out unless they decide to um replay the game because they play each other i believe on it said march 26 i can double check that but uh they play in mass square garden too so it would literally be the same exact March's scenario 25th. i just would assume that like it would be the same roster so like brunson wouldn't be able to play randall wouldn't be able to play og wouldn't be able to play and they would just replay i mean there would only be 10 seconds left when they probably be down two or three after the free throws that'll be interesting if they actually do accept it it's not a lot of nba fans now you know have been able to see something like that have to play out. That yeah, we're in for it's like, what do you do? Do you play it before or do you play it after that game? I feel like you'd have to do that before. 
Yeah. Or after just to re to literally reenact the same yeah, exact thing. Like, like imagine, tired, but you know how funny yeah, yeah. it would be? Like the Pistons are down like thirty five. So Monty Williams just starts cooking up a great defensive plan for when <laughs> game they, they resume this <laughs> this game. He's like, All right, like they're in the huddle. He calls like a timer. He's like, All right, guys, we're, yeah, he we just, want some extra time to prep for this. He just his last rest 10 all seconds his starters. He yeah. rests all the starters for like twenty minutes of the game. Yeah. <laughs> just to prepare for that moment. So like, get out there. All right, going to a team that is no correlation here on purpose. On fire recently, uh, out in the East as well, going down to Miami. The Miami Heat, uh, they're on a win streak of, what is that, five at the moment? right? Yeah, win streak of five at the moment. Bucks, Sixers, Pelicans, Kings, Trailblazers, and then going back to that Pelicans game. Of course, we kind of saw what transpired there. Jose Alvarado, Thomas Bryant, punches getting thrown, all that. First of all, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> we need a little bit more. I see something that I've started to realize, and kind uh, Josh Hart on whose podcast is that? I see him talking on all the time now. It's him and it, Brunson. Yeah, it's yeah. they call it the roommate. Yeah, the is it theirs? Like, yeah, it's yeah, theirs. It's, they they just clearly created it like a month ago. So roommates, I think on on that podcast, and then also that same Halliburton episode that he was on the Pat McAfee show. Uh, they both have been talking about how like in the NBA now. Everybody knows each other, and they've known each other for some time. Like, yeah. uh, Halliburton used to play AAU with uh, Tyler Hero. So it's like, all right, they're coming up at a young age together, knowing that they're going to the league. I like when we have moments like this where, all right, maybe not punches, but I like tension pretty much. Yeah. When it comes to, especially this time in the season when you're starting to get to the playoffs, things like that, when things ramp up. That, that's the type of basketball I like to see now. I don't remember how many players exactly got suspended from that game. I know how Alvarado got three games, I think I want to yeah. say. Uh, Butler got one. Nikola Jovic got. What did he do? Come off the bench? Yeah. Okay. There was a couple players Nikola that came Jovic, off the bench. Nikola Jovic, I think, got two lie. or three. And Thomas Bryan also got suspended. For uh, <laughs> not that it matters, no offense to Thomas <laughs> Bryan. <laughs> but he also did get uh, suspended. Uh, and Jimmy Butler and Jimmy Butler fashion, Jimmy Butler fashion, uh, host a watch party. As we beat Sacramento. Yeah, and speaking of Sacramento, so you go into Sacramento with, you know, uh, how many players that is without them already, which, you know, Jimmy. No Tyler. Tyler was injured. It wasn't even part of anything. And you still get a pretty dominant win. Does this say Duncan Robinson 11 assists? (laughs) Does it? It says Duncan Robinson. He guess, guess, Guess what he shot from the field. Uh, this might be one of the nastiest stat lines ever. <laughs> I don't like this game. <laughs> field, uh, we we might add this as a segment. Ugly. Six for seventeen. <laughs> it was ugly. One eleven. Oh, it's six from three. <laughs> see why he was passing. <laughs> but he had eleven assists. What is this Miami Heat basketball? I guess maybe he was coming off those like those off ball screens and then just like dumping it down the Bam because Bam was having him or or Hawkins. Uh, no. Yeah, Bam was Bam was hitting every mid range. This was I when I was like because I remember I know a, a solid debate, not a big debate on like mm-hmm. Twitter and social media is kind of Bam versus Sabonis, and I think this was a big like Bam's better than Sabonis game. Um, I would actually say like they're besides Sabonis passing game, they're pretty much. I think it's I, the same player, I think one's that. black, one's white. Sabonis for me is a bad defender. Okay, I, can see, I can see that as well. Like he's he's, like just seven, a little, he's pretty small, honestly. He's like seven foot. Yeah, but like he looks small. You know what I mean? Like, like there's a difference between there's like a big seven foot and you know, there's a small seven foot. You know what foot. I saw during the game? Jaime Hackers Jr. back down Sabonis. Get him with a pump fake, then step through into a layup. <laughs> yeah, Sabonis is also six ten. It's the story of the Kings. This yeah, season so far. So that was beautiful to watch. Um, 
Bam for me, better defender, better scorer. And he, he proved all that in not, that game. Not a better I mean, Sabonis rebounder. Had, but Sabonis has been getting these like little nasty triple doubles. I get, I get like you can have that real app at all. Yeah, I do. No yeah. free promos here, but um, <laughs> they always like give me alerts for like any NBA triple double, and I'm always it's always like Sabonis triple double, and it's like twelve. 11 and 10. I'm like, all right, dude. Like, I'm like, this is nasty. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. I will this. say, though, Bam is an underrated passer. He, he, yeah, yeah, I think no. he averaged around like five or six. He's a good passer, even though in this game he did have like five turnovers. But he was like the main <laughs> option. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, 28, 10, and, and 7 from him. There, there was like three possessions straight where Jaime Hakajun just went at Sabonis and scored every time. He's nice. I mean, this is the best thing about drafting a guy like that is like he is NBA ready in a sense because yeah. he was like a four-year player at UCLA. Like he is. I'm not it, even going to lie. When I saw him, I was just like. Who is this man? Really? You didn't know who he was? I didn't know. Who I he remember was. hearing about him and Johnny Juzang since I was like a, a youngin. Is Johnny around? Oh, no, yeah, I don't think he is. Which is kind of sad because I remember I didn't realize he was bad because I didn't watch too much Pac-12 basketball. I'm not gonna lie. Um, until like the tournament started, and one time I just had it on late. I think it was after like the Sixers played a game, and they just like were on ESPN randomly after that game as well. It was such a weird schedule because I think it was like a Saturday or something, and it was like UCLA against uh, one of the other Pac-12 teams, and I remember like they showed Johnny Juzang's stats. It was like last year, and I or maybe two years ago, and it was it, I was like. Oh, he's he's not good now. I was like, damn. But that's I remember hearing about Hawkins for a while. I never really knew he was going to be a top twenty pick. I remember seeing like Cam Whitmore still on the board. Yeah. During our uh, during well while we were drafting, I was like, oh, let's take Cam Whitmore. Like he was probably like the best player on the draft at the time. But when reports came out that he was kind of like lazy in practice, and then I, I, it makes more sense why. Got to get him in that heat culture. Oh, Juzang's <laughs> on the Jazz? It makes more sense why Miami uh, passed up on Cam Whitmore. Uh, I assume he's their G League, though. Yeah, uh, he, he suited up the other night on the 25th. He's on oh, the two-way. Yeah, three minutes, uh, no points, no shots. Turk Smith minutes right there. Yeah. <laughs> he's played three games this year, uh, one against Kings, one against Suns, and then that night uh, they won against the Spurs, but he only played three minutes. Seems like a, a G League guy, pretty much. Yeah. Seems like also, you know, some of these guys that have been big names in colleges, uh, Butler from Baylor, you know, he's a guy that's, you know, primarily in the G League now. Uh, even who else was on that team with him uh, in that backcourt, uh, that Baylor national squad team? Davion. And yeah, well, yeah, he's been getting Yeah. It, but I, th- I feel like his name has also kind of been, I don't know, is he the primary backup ball handler Davion Mitchell for the Kings? No, his minutes have gone way down. It, I, I was watching the Kings Clippers, and I was like, I wow. He's like, he's basically getting like those like nine, ten minutes a game. Mm. And it's just like, I mean, I knew he was an undersized guard coming in. Yeah. And I knew he wasn't the best three-point shooter, but it, it's still shocking to me that he's not, you know, a solidified rotation player, uh, pretty much. I think Malik Monk kind of took that. Yeah, position. even though Monk's, like, a, you know, primary shooting guard, I think they just kind of, like, Fox Fox is De'Aaron Fox. He's going to play. He plays, like, like him and Tyrese Maxey are two guys, like, they could give you 40 a night for 82 games. Like, so I think that's kind of where the Kings are. Yeah, like, he got... A- because Fox was injured the other day against the Nuggets, uh, Mitchell did get the start, but even then, 16 minutes in a, yeah. in a start. So it's just like, I uh, hope he's able to, but yeah, him being undersized, only six feet really, we'll see what comes with his mm-hmm. career, whether he'll be a guy that we see in the G League for some time or, you know, in a backup role with some of these other teams yeah. as well. This is uh, some small breaking news uh, in the WNBA world. Caitlin Clark is officially declared uh, for the WNBA draft. She, she, she's announcing that this is her last tournament. Did she have 
another, another year, year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. COVID year, yeah. Mm, it's a little interesting, I'll say. Because she she could have been. She's going. She would have been. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But she she's announced that she's going to the WNBA. So that's actually, like, you know, yeah, a lot right of people think it's a basic decision. That's actually kind of shocking. I kind of thought. Do we know she, when their draft is. They draft in, I think, right around the time the NBA lottery happens. Okay, so I need to see who's going to have that first pick. Uh, WNBA drafts uh, April 15th. April we know, 15th. Uh, who's going to have that first pick at all? Uh, is it the Washington Mystics? Because I knew that I know they're awful. I know the Phoenix Mercury weren't good. Um, I was not paying attention to who's getting number one pick, even though that's probably something I sh- should have paid attention to last year. Uh, looks like uh, Indiana. Indiana. Oh, okay. So she. Oh, so she. She kind of staying yeah. relatively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of. That's interesting. All right. I wonder if that plays a part in it. I could definitely maybe yeah I could see that at some point. She's what seventeen that. points away I think from the record. Um, I'm talking about uh, Pistol Pete's record. I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, yeah, I don't. She's chasing like some. I know, like she's I know she's all time. Yeah, like the all record. before the NCAA like stepped in is she's chasing. Yeah. So like pre like 70s 60s, but yeah, yeah, and that's actually interesting. It sucks because. I was hoping. I mean, you kind of knew who Caitlin Clark was, kind of as a freshman, kind of like what Juju Watkins is now for USC. But uh, I was hoping like Philadelphia would get a team by the time she was drafted, and uh, we'll we'll throw her the supermax. Don't worry. <laughs> when the when the team comes over. <laughs> All right, wrapping up that Heat talk. Heat now in that five seed. Only really looks like they'll be improving and going up from here as some of these other teams start to fall. Sixers, we'll talk about them in the second segment here, and then some of these other teams in the East, we'll also mention them as well. But that was the first half. In the second half, a little bit of rookie talk as well. Sixers talk, as you mentioned, uh, some NBA injuries, well, only for the guys that truly, you know, have a situation when it comes to their team, like Trey Young not playing, that actually could impact their team a little bit, especially when it comes to playing and all that. We'll talk about all that and more in the second segment. We'll be back in just a bit. Back here on the N1 Podcast, Episode 6, Butler and Doc also joined by Locke and Kareem of the Roan Sports Department. Had a good conversation there in Segment 1. Now moving on to Segment 2, we're going to start it off with some rookie talk. Uh, At this point... The Rookie of the Year award is only down to two players, pretty much. Chet Holmgren and Victor Wembanyama. And Victor has been... The basketball that I've been seeing from him uh, as of recent shows me that he is going to be uh, top... Sorry, my headphones cut out there. (laughs) But uh, this shows me that he's going to be a top NBA player, uh, top 10 in the next couple years. Because at the end of the day, there's just nobody that can really... Slow him down besides his own teammates, uh, which is an issue I have on another hand. But so so many times I've seen them, you know, just, oh, see him cut into the basket. Oh, so hand in the corner? I got you, dog. Send it, send it, send it over Wemby's head. Yeah. And it's just, I see that so many times now. But uh, Victor Wembenyama in that one spot and Chet Holmgren in that two spot. Uh, Locke, we'll start with you. Do you feel like at this point, you know, however many games they have left, which isn't too many. Do you think Holmgren will be able to do enough, especially with his team, to overtake Victor at that number one spot? Uh, no, I'm even before when it was kind of uh, they're both averaging the same amount of points. Now, women now is averaging three more. Uh, obviously, OKC is better team uh, record wise by a long shot, but 
It's just when Wemby's on the floor, I mean, he had the five for five game, I believe, a week and a half ago. Yep. Uh, three's average three and a half blocks. He does it on both ends really well. I mean, so does Chet. It's just literally, I believe, if Chet is, if he played last year, I think Chet would have won the rookie of the year probably over Paolo, but that's up for another debate. But now Victor has looked like the clear number one in this class, and everybody else is just kind of just fighting for two, and Chet's kind of been in there. Brandon Miller's had flashes. Hawkes has been really solid. Uh, Scoots has been underwhelming. Sometimes he's looked really good, but otherwise it's been kind of really just like three or four rookies showing their promise, and obviously Victor is by far going to be a – I'm surprised he wasn't an all-star, honestly, this year. Yeah. I, I I said that, and I yeah. was like, I remember, I think I said it on this podcast. I was like, why is Weminyama not an all star? I mean, all NBA level defense, yeah. averaging like, I believe it was close to twenty points per game at the time, on like forty eight percent from the field. I mean, that is literally an all star. That 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 is, and it's weird because you would think they would put him on a pedestal, give him already a boost since he's a rookie and everybody knows who Victor Robinyama is. They snubbed him. Like, out of all people to snub, they snubbed the future of the NBA. They had a chance to make him, you know, the next great thing because now it's going to suck because now you can't say he's been an all-star every single year he's been in the NBA because they robbed mm-hmm. him of a year he probably deserved it, but they looked at team success a little bit too much now with all-stars, I think. And I think what... What Minyama's doing is just ridiculous. Chet Holmgren does a good job. He impacts winning at a high level, obviously, with the Thunder. But Webin Yama, he impacts winning at a high level somehow on the worst team in the NBA. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. He very clearly plays winning basketball and is very impactful, positively. positively I can't even speak today. Positive. <laughs> he impacts uh, the both ends as a positive, and he just... He's generational. I mean, I think he's going to do to the 5 by 5 game with, you know, 5-plus points, 5-plus rebounds, 5-plus assists, 5-plus blocks, 5-plus steals, what Russell Westbrook did to the triple-double. I think he's going to make that a normal, and I think that's going to be kind of the problem. You know, going forward, Is he's going to just be better than everybody else very clearly, and it's ridiculous. He's getting 5 steals, 5 blocks, it feels like, every other night now. And I, I checked the stats second quarter. He's got four blocks. I'm like, all right, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's every game on a minutes restriction, of course, too. Yeah. At this point, Victor is clearly the guy for, you know, you know, the Spurs. But then when you look at Chet and his team, obviously SGA is the guy. Then even after that, I would say you could kind of toss it up between Jalen Williams and then Chet, too. Because, you know, when it comes to scoring-wise, J-Dub does seem like that, you know, next threat to score the ball, really. Chet's not as aggressive as I would like him to be. Now, I don't know if that's a young thing, him only playing one year, and then the injury that he had last year before he even got into the league, you know, playing simple defense, got back down, cooked his legs. Mm-hmm. Um, but he that is something I would like to see him kind of step up a little bit more when it comes to that main second role, which hopefully happens in the playoffs this year, which – Honestly, we can go to that now before we go to the Sixers. The Western Conference playoffs this year is probably going to be one of the greatest playoffs se- out of all the series mm-hmm. we get out there. Going to be one of the greatest ones we've seen. From You can pretty much count all the teams now that are there uh, when it comes to the Western. If you heard that, you know it's Thursday, so you're going to hear some other stuff around the station. <laughs> but 
pretty much at this point, it is, you know, the Warriors. Unless something drastic happens to the Warriors, or I guess you could also throw the Lakers in there technically as well. Unless something drastic happens to them, uh, every team above the Warriors will be in that playoffs. But, like, some of these matchups, I don't think there's going to be a five game, you know, series win. Mm-hmm. We like it'd be a, a it'd be a close five probably. Yeah. Like because I mean, let's just go through some of these matchups because with all due respect to the Pelicans, I hope they drop. I I, I don't want to prey on a team's downfall, but I don't want to watch them. They're going to ruin any possible great playoff series. I feel like I'd rather watch the Lakers, Warriors, Mavericks and even the Kings over them. It's been shown in the playoffs uh that you need at least to make it to the next levels in the playoffs, that you need a point guard. I don't really have that. Yeah, but let's just say the Pelicans fall out and everybody else moves up one. Uh, let's let's actually just, let's be real. Lakers going to be, I think Lakers will be the eight seed. I think Warriors will be the seven seed. So let's do it from there. If anybody disagrees, you know, it's whatever. No, that doesn't sound yeah. too bad. Yeah, no. Thunder Warriors. We get 2016 all over again. Shh, shh. Yeah. Timberwolves, Lakers. Uh, that's that's pretty bad, good. Bad. I mean, that's... I, honestly, I don't... Think I'm easily picking the Timberwolves no. to win that series. Yeah, uh, Nuggets, Mavericks, Luka Jokic, oh, and then man. you get Clippers, Suns once again in the first round. Yeah. Hopefully, fully healthy. That'll be us. The stars on that court. Yeah. Oh. Woo. It was. It was looking like a generational series last year until Kawhi. Like that. That game one. That game one was one yeah. of the best playoff games I've ever watched. I mean, we're in good hands. Yeah, we sure. might be in good hands. Just with all due respect, Pelicans. You know, CJ McCollum's my guy. Bi's cool. <laughs> Zion, cool. I'm not trying to watch no New Orleans basketball. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think this this, and then I didn't mention the Kings. Like even if the Kings, you know, are a top eight seed, which they likely could easily could be. Um, like their crowd is great. Like you're telling me, like Kings Nuggets, I'm not turning that down. Um, you know, stuff like that. So it's like they have so many opportunities here, and it kind of just kind of counts on if the Pelicans can just drop out. <laughs> Two of these teams aren't going to make it. Uh, honestly, it's way too early to tell who we think that could really be because, you know, some of these teams, like, I would say, really, if the Mavs have to get in a play-in. I think it'll be, like, the Pelicans and the Kings. They Those two look like the ones that are going to don't have enough stars. I, I honestly, yeah. f- I fully believe that the Warriors are, are I think they're going to get up to, like, the sixth seed, honestly. I don't think they're going to be in the play-in. I think they're, they're going to catch fire and I could even see the Lakers now doing that after last night but I still think the Lakers have some other issues um sadly so I think they're going to remain the plan but I think the Warriors are going to either be six or seven they're either going to be the lead playing team or the first playing non-playing team anywhere from like five to ten is just interchangeable it's just a four game difference I mean yeah like the Suns uh, the Suns are only a game ahead of the eight seed so and they're the five seed it's starting. It's starting to seem that um, the Timberwolves are Timberwolves and Thunder are starting to separate themselves from yeah. some of the from the one seed because the Clippers went on a little bit of a letdown in the last couple games, last couple weeks, and then the Nuggets. Um, they know what they know what they know what they got to do. They don't really care to win these games. Meanwhile, the Timberwolves and Thunder, I think, are still trying to prove themselves. It'll be interesting, and then you look at the East, and it's you know it's cool. Uh, I guess it would be nice to see the Magic actually in a playoff series, see what they're able to do, but they'll probably be matched up against the Cavs or the Celtics. So, uh, I mean, they wouldn't be going too far. And then hopefully you get a healthy Embiid back, which now we can go to that Sixers talk. 
Uh, it does look like Embiid will be coming back at some point for the regular season, whether that's at the very end of March or the beginning of April. Now, hopefully he's not playing at the caliber that before he got injured he was playing at because I would much rather you know like, like him healthy, rested, and conditioned. That's probably the most important thing, uh, conditioned for when the playoffs start. But Sixers are also one of those teams that, uh, you know, Obviously, in the beginning of the year, you would have said, oh, no, they're not a playing team. But with Embiid, you know, being out for the time he is, they're only – actually, they're not a game ahead at all above uh, the no. play-in. So, technically, if they were to lose their next game and the Pacers win their next, uh, the Sixers would be in the play-in. But Sixers in a play-in, uh, that's – I feel confident about that. No, they Embiid would – as long as Embiid plays, like, they're probably – Especially with some of these other teams that they could be playing, the Hawks – Plus, they'll probably be, you know, the seven or eight, so they'll get more than one shot at it. But, you know, after that play, and we'll see what comes down to it. But even with their roster at the moment, so, like, I haven't been watching too much Sixers basketball. So I saw DeAnthony Melton was supposed to come back at one point. Did he actually ever come back? He came back, and then he had uh, – he, he – he got re-hurt against the Celtics. It, it wasn't really too – I think he played th- – I think it was his third game against the Celtics, and okay. I guess he, he just did some, and now he's out once again with a back injury. The Sixers have just been absolutely cooked with injuries. Um, kind of the season in general, uh, they've just gotten a little unlucky, a lot of small injuries. I mean, Robert Covington just – I don't know. I don't know what's going. I honestly just. I think he just. I think it might be the end of the road uh, for one of the best role players to ever play our beautiful sport and beautiful game. (laughs) Um, But I hope not. I hope I at least can uh, see it. See him play one more time. But I'm not gonna lie. I mean, like this Sixers team in losses. But like, it's almost like I watch this team and I'm like, if they just plug in Embiid, like this, this could be beautiful. I mean, like this could be beautiful basketball. I mean, Maxi and Buddy Heald are playing at a high level. I mean, you have Kyle Lowry coming off the bench playing, playing great basketball still at, at his prime age of, was he 37, 38? Um, uh, you, you just have good, ba- I mean, they were close with the Celtics. I mean, Ricky council is getting minutes now. He's been balling. Um, he's probably going to play a little bit more now with the, if Mellon's out. Uh, so, you know, Paul Reed's actually grown as well. I mean, every now and then he has, like, a game where you're like, ah, I don't know if I can truly trust him. But then he, he he's just a guy that, that can play play well every now and then. And it's just it's been nice watching Maxi play and and Buddy Heald play off each other. And if you just add Embiid's, you know, gravity and Embiid's playmaking and all the attention he draws, like, it could be beautiful basketball. Uh, there's the problem, though. There's somebody at the power forward position. Um, that's the only reason I... Don't have too much trust in this team if MB comes back healthy. I don't blame you. Uh, I saw a clip the other day. Um, I forget who. I think it was against the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that was that one of the one action. of the worst one of the worst games. I actually was watching on my phone with him, and I was like, I just watched one of the worst Tobias sequences of all time because he he missed a wide open three right before that too. Like like Maxi made a skip, beautiful skip pass to the corner. He sits by. I mean, he could have taken two dribbles, shot it. He would have been open. He shoots it, goes in and out. Um, wasn't a bad miss, but again, a, a wide open miss. Then he doesn't get the rebound. Then I believe, the, like, not the next time down, but the time after that down, missed another open three. And all of a sudden, a two point game turned into an eight point Celtics lead with momentum. And Nick Nurse had a call timeout. And I think we're reaching to the point where there's no, there should be no guaranteed minutes for Tobias come playoff time. You should Nick Nurse should be willing to bench him. There's no more politics involved. His contract's expiring. 
There, there's no more. Well, we pay him thirty five million. He's not. He's not going to be here in two months. Um, there's. There's no. There's really no excuse to keep playing him. I mean, it sucks because Covington's hurt. And if Covington was healthy, I think we could see a lot of lineups where Tobias isn't closing. We've already seen it a couple times this season. Tobias not close games. Um, Nick Nurse is kind of not hasn't been reluctant to it, but he's kind of forced to play Tobias because they the backup fours and you know Batum's been in and out. Um, and it's just tough. Uh, I think they've gone a lot more three guard lineups now, but. It, it's it's been really tough to watch Tobias, and I've always wanted to support the guy. I mean, he's a great dude, but there's just some things you you just can't get behind, and that's him playing 30 minutes uh, come playoff time, and I I, I can't get behind that uh, because I'd rather give his minutes to Kyle Lowry because Tobias Harris, with all due respect, he's six eight, and he doesn't play like he's six eight, so it doesn't matter if you put another guard out there, you know. Because you like you mentioned that rebound against the Celtics. I mean, that's not a six eight player. That's that's like campaign getting out rebounded. You know, the effort wasn't there, um, and it's sad because I if you're making thirty million dollars and you clearly aren't living up, I thought he would, you know, you know the cliche of fight to the whistle, like be that guy, grit and grind. He still he acts like he's the the superstar of the team, which yeah. You know, it's just frustrating because if he just did the little things, I mean, he'd be a lot better. I he hasn't drawn a charge as a Philadelphia 76er. Kyle Lowry has drawn more charges as a 76er than Tobias Harris. Sheesh. I didn't know you know how sad that is? That is. All you got to do is move your feet and stay in front of somebody. And it's a charge. It's just, uh, it's just, it's, it kind of just resembles his tenure in the last couple of years. Yeah, it's kind of all been adding up, especially. With no Embiid, you're kind of hoping that he can. Mm, the frustration's do a building bit more. But as you said, uh, he doesn't look like he'll be on this squad uh, once the playoffs end for the Sixers, which you know hopefully ends in June. But yeah, we'll see if that mm. happens. Yeah, uh, lock for you. Any, anything on the Sixers you wanted to mention? Uh, I, I think uh, there again, Doc talks touches on it. I mean, the roster outside of Tobias Harris isn't bad. Again, Tobias shows flashes here and there, but it's usually not against any team that is in the in the top of the, the standings. And we have kind of a the next three out of the four games are easiest stretch. You obviously have the Hornets tomorrow. You kind of stay afloat. That's kind of the thing. You can't – as you talk about, if Embiid's playing on the plan, uh, we can obviously win those games. But if we somehow fall to 10 and then we're playing a little bit, maybe another team falls down. Let's say it's Pacers and us, and and B's not there. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I'm, if if Embiid's not back by yeah. April first, I'm 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 paying it. I'm hoping rooting for uh, an exit, and I'm I'm yeah. I'm watching March Madness with the intention of knowing that we could draft one of these guys. Yeah. Ben Shepard, you want to come home, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Even, I'm not like like jokes aside. Like I don't think it'd be the worst case scenario. The Sixers somehow. Don't even make the plan. Let's say they they will, but like let's say they lose and they are like the nine seed and they lose yeah. like two games in the plan. Like, I'm not gonna lie, if they finally have their pick this year, it'd be it's the first, it's, it's fitting, and then they have all the they have other picks to trade this all yeah. season. I mean, it wouldn't be the worst thing ever. Um, but I'm just you know, obviously, I think this team could be good enough with Nick Nurse, and the East just looks a little nasty because I'm rooting for a seven seed. Seven seed, you play like the Cavs, then you play like the the Bucks or Knicks round two. I'm sorry, but like. The Sixers were very the very clear second best team in the East uh, when MB was healthy. So, yeah, you're, you're yeah. telling me I can get a, a Cavs team that has actually lost to us twice without Embiid, and I can get a Knicks 
Bucks team who have very clear flaws. Um, all of a sudden, you're in the East Conference Finals facing Boston again. You just need four good games, and I, I, I think I don't think anybody out west is better than the Celtics or a healthy Joel Embiid Sixers. Honestly, staying out east now, they're taking a look at some injuries that have been, you know. Once again, we're not going through all the injuries, but only the injuries for players that actually could affect their teams. Uh, starting with the Hawks, you know, Trey Young with the surgery that he ended up getting, he's out for at least five or at least four weeks now at this point. His team's in that 10 spot in the play-in. Uh, there's four games between them and the Nets. I doubt the Nets will be able to do enough to overtake that 10 spot. Hopefully, DeJounte Murray is able to, you know, kind of hold it down for the Hawks because – it would be a shame for them to actually lose that 10th spot and not be in the plan. That would suck. Uh, but Trey Young seems like, I, I, I would say, his regular season is finished, I would say. Now we'll see with the play-in and all that. But for Trey Young, I would say his regular season is pretty much finished. Uh, Paul George with the Clippers, he's officially day-to-day with that knee injury of his. Didn't practice on Tuesday. Obviously didn't play Wednesday. See what the word is about him. Same thing with the Clippers. Uh, Zubak, he's also been sick as recently. Doesn't seem like too big of a deal, though. Um, and then, of course, with the Lakers, Anthony Davis. When were Anthony Davis and LeBron not on the injury report? Uh, I can't tell you the last time that yeah. wasn't the case, really. <laughs> uh, LeBron's ankle, Anthony Davis, Achilles. We'll see how that works out with them. What did Gabe Vincent do to himself? I, I don't know. I think I think there was like a month span of like where they were like, Okay, he's just like ramping up, and then all of a sudden, Shams tweeted, "Yep, he's getting surgery. Uh, he's out for the next two months." And I'm like, yeah. "Okay, what a nice start to your Lakers career." Um, I don't know what's does it say when he's expected back? Because that was like January so when Shams tweeted that. Now out. he's expect well estimated March second. Marcus Morris has agreed Saturday to a contract buyout with the San Antonio Spurs. Nice. See if he gets picked up anywhere. Because I think the buyout uh, deadline is. Tomorrow, <laughs> so clock ticking, yeah, yeah. Uh, Marcus Morris wouldn't be, yeah. I feel like he's probably going to get picked up somewhere, probably out west still. Yeah, I mean, Pat Bev said uh, Timberwolves were gonna at least. I don't know if they he said sign exactly, but like looking, Pat Bev was like literally just texting his former teammates that got traded <laughs> the deadline, asking if they were getting bought out or not. He like reported Daniel House was getting bought out. He Journalism. reported, yeah, no, <laughs> he, he was literally ahead of everybody. Um, but he said something about Marcus Morris and uh, and the Timberwolves. So we'll see if that comes to fruition. With the Heat, uh, Tyler Hero, he's also out. He's not expected until later back this week. Kevin Love, what has his minutes been looking like recently? I'm not. Uh, depends on if I know Bam was out for a bit, so he started and he played around like 25 ish minutes. And he split minutes with Thomas Bryant. It's kind of amazing that he's still capable of doing that. Uh, yeah, yeah. He took a nice charge against Aiton. Uh, was that – when do you guys play the Blazers? When did we? Uh, I think it was last week. Sometime last week. It was oh, yeah. It was Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, I, was, I was watching the pregame show. <laughs> so, yeah, I saw he, there was like a clip of him taking like a nice charge against Aiton. And it was – people complained that like he undercut him and stuff. But, it, again, it was it's just what Kevin Love does right outside the and, – and off topic, but I you guys remember that sports science show? Yeah. I saw I saw the clip. Somebody posted the clip of when they had Kevin Love on there and he was boxing out a sumo wrestler. <laughs> dude, oh, that sports show, science. That yeah. Show, yeah, that show was generational, dude. <laughs> they need to bring that back. <laughs> With the Bucks, uh, obviously Chris Middleton's been injured for some time now. Giannis, you know, he still has a lingering knee issue, which 
I feel like if that doesn't get cleaned up by the playoffs when that starts, uh, Dame has not been, you know, he's kind of shown you can't rely on him too much nowadays. He's not, this is going to hurt to say this, he's not the same Dame as Portland Dame. Really, I don't know. It. I, actually, did you guys see him come out and say like about the life in Milwaukee? Like, he's lonely. Yeah, which I can understand. I think he got he got much. a divorce, right? Yeah, he did get divorced as well yeah. too, which also definitely is feeding into that. But he was like, yeah, practice, play, go home and watch boxing videos, stuff like that. I was like, <laughs> I didn't see the boxing videos. Yeah, I was, ah, sounds <laughs> tough. you know what's funny is I was. I mean, the Bucks have won like two in a row, which feels like they're getting hot because like it, it's it feels rare. But I was almost like. Could we see Dame get traded again this whole season? Like, <laughs> if, if, if it goes south, like, which yeah, let's be real, it's probably gonna go south. Yeah, yeah. Um, like their ceiling is probably second round. But do so, you think uh, Giannis is gonna request a trade if Dame's out? Probably at some point. He signed the extension though. I, I thought yeah, he was. No, I thought he was stupid when he signed it, but I guess he thought. I think after they signed Dame, they was like, oh yeah, now we yeah. got a chance to go for maybe like one or two more chips. But now they're yeah, Giannis, not welcome great. to the Thunder. How? <laughs> now that's a match. That that's a team I would love to see. SGA, to be honest. <laughs> For the Knicks, uh, Brunson technically he could technically not play tonight. Uh, I doubt mm-hmm. that he won't play, but he's technically questionable with a neck injury. So we'll see how that goes. Obviously, OG and Anobi, Julius Randle, they've been out for some time. And then going with the Sixers, Melton. I at this point, I need him to take all the time he needs. Because I don't back injuries are nothing to play with. Obviously, we know Ben and all that. Uh, Embiid, as of this document here, which I assume is from yeah, Austin Krell of USA Today, April second is his estimated. Is that enough for you, or did you need that April first, or is April second? Oh, yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah, honestly, I forgot that the NBA is a little bit weirder this year. Where they, you remember the deadline? You last game you used to be like. April tenth. Yeah, this yeah. year it's like tenth and eleventh. It, it, yeah, it's like yeah, too, it's yeah. the it's the fourteenth is the last day now because oh, it's weird. that Sunday. Um, and the Sixers could they Sixers are playing bums in April. So if Embiid comes back, they play the Thunder on the second, then the Heat, and then it's it's a ta- it's a tank team off. Whoa, 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 um, bums. <laughs> no, Like like if Embiid comes back on like this, I don't know. I don't know if I want him to come back against the Heat. I know how they play basketball. Um, <laughs> if he comes back against the Grizzlies on April sixth, you play Grizzlies, you play the Spurs, you play the Pistons, you play the Magic, you play the Nets, and here we go. It, it's sailing. likely. I mean, honestly, it's those five games for Embiid might be enough to give us like a six seed. Like even if we are still in, because I think I think this team even without Embiid is still solid enough. They have just sadly played their last six games: Cavaliers, Heat, Knicks, Cavs, Bucks, Celtics. I mean, can we get a break somewhere? Um, they sadly just haven't been able to play. They haven't gotten any teams that like are either mid or just like awful. Uh, but that changes in March because uh, they got Hornets, Nets, Grizzlies. Pelicans, with all due respect, and Hornets a couple times in 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 March, and then they it does they do play some good teams, but that West Coast trip could get interesting because the Lakers and the Suns still are, and Kings are probably winnable games as well. Speaking of the Suns, uh, a guy that has not been himself ever since going out there, but I also do give when it comes to players, whether they signed huge contracts or they're going to a new team that is much different than the one they're on, I always give them a little bit of slack in that first year. Uh, Bradley Beal, he's out for some time as well, back with the hamstring. We know how hamstrings are, though, when it comes to the NBA. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, his hamstring, that brother has not been the same since. Uh, he is. On, I was telling somebody this the other day, ever since his hamstring injury when he came back, 
probably hasn't been a top six point guard in the NBA, I would say. Uh, uh, so I think that's stretching it. Uh, name six. I named them. Uh, I, can name, <laughs> I can name at least five. Okay. Uh, Luca, SGA. Uh, <laughs> no, no, because I, I did this the other day. Hold up. Luca, SGA, Curry, uh, Fox, and then for that last one, I was thinking about putting Halliburton there, but even then, like the other day, he had four in like six, and he was like two for twelve. Yeah, but um, he played what yesterday, and he he played like the old Halliburton. Aside from three point shooting, I think he went two for six or three for seven, something like that from three. But he looked a lot better uh, yesterday. Those four, I can confidently say though, have been, I'll, I'll have agree been on those four. But I think he's still a top five point guard in the league. Yeah, five. I, I guess would be that. Would that. I'm sorry. Uh, <sighs> Look, I think I'm turning myself into a Trey Young believer. Okay. Trey Young's injured. That's why I'm excluding him from the list. Right okay. Now. Don't know. Okay. I think Trey Young fair. is better than Tyrese, yeah. but he's. Out but I think Trey Young. Trey Young, for some reason, not to get all topic, is is becoming one of the most polarizing players in the NBA. I'd love Trey Young more than like a lot of people because I guess they. He kinda, gets disrespected. Sadly, I, I think he does because. Because he's um, Brunson was another name as well. Brunson, I yeah, I kind of I kind of was bent. I was just trying to think if if trade belonged over. Yeah, I, I think he gets bullied a lot because of the hair. <laughs> I think that's why a lot of people. I mean, his like defense him. is pretty non-existent, but so, but Lu- but Luca is a worse defender. Tyrese so <laughs> I mean, like <laughs> Terry's Halbin is also not a good defender. Honestly, that so. is a good debate. Who who who's a better defender, Luca or Trey? I don't think Luca doesn't even get cheap steals like Trey. Uh, so I think I think I think. <laughs> Trey is a better defender. I think Luca just because of size. Like even if you're not a bad defender, just as long as you stay in front of your man. I think Trey Young just has better hands, and I think that's like it's like the one good thing he is good on on defense. And I don't know if Luca's good at anything on defense. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Luca. If you watch Mavs games, late. like please watch Luca on defense. I, it's like genuinely hilarious. I've seen him go for a layup, miss, complain to the ref while it's a four on five on the other end. I'm just like, come on, man, get back on defense. Yeah. <laughs> that's not even. That's not even what I even. Meanie, that is a bad part. <laughs> but when he's actually on that defense end, it's 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 bad. <laughs> but that's I've a little off topic. Blown by. <laughs> yeah, it's so hard to be a good defensive point guard anymore. And it, which you, did you actually see their uh, after the season ends? They're looking yeah to the rules. I think I think that what's going to happen well. is uh, I actually mentioned this to Derek Jones, our station manager. I was like, I think they're going to make it uh, instead of a three second defensive violation, they're going to make it six. I hope I, I would like. And Webanyama is going to be the best defender of. Ever, ever. <laughs> to play to play the sport, and Gobert is gonna go back to being a deep Yeah, well, he is this year, right? Yeah, he's, so. he isn't playing really good. So I think wow. I think because you like the I saw people joke like on Twitter like the corner three like we know that's not happening. But I think one thing to fix defense is is the three second violation. Um, if not fix defense, because I think it's perfectly fine. I I think this talent has just so good. I don't think we live in a, a time where like. A lot of people say, oh, they don't play defense anymore. No, they're actually playing way better defense now than they were 15 years ago. The only problem is the offense is way, 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 way better. Yeah, and um, because of that offense, now they have to buff defensive rules to balance it out, I guess, in a way. I, I think that's, I guess, the goal because look, the NBA, Adam Silver reads Twitter too much, I think, honestly, <laughs> because it feels like he really, like, I know he wants to please fans, but sometimes fans are dumb, you know? Um, like the fans wanted the sixty-five game requirement. It's dumb. Now look at them. Yeah, and now it's like they acted like you didn't have already games played and factor in a rules. Which again, 
this whole thing. Like, you got to stop trying to appease fans. Just because NBA fans hate basketball doesn't mean you have to change the game. It's, I like that. Yeah. They hate they hate basketball. They they, they you NBA fans do nothing but complain about basketball. Yeah, JJ not, Reddick said it the best. I'm not gonna yeah. disagree with what you. What do you say? What do you say? Nobody wants to take the time to actually learn the game now. Yeah. Remember when he said, Yeah, you know, I can put out the video about the Pelicans and Zion, him bringing the ball up, what's that doing to their team? And mm-hmm. then the moment he calls out Doc, that'll get thousands and millions of more views yeah. when it comes down to it. You were saying something, Kareem? Oh, I said I was like, I'm not gonna disagree with you. Hundred percent agree, but at the end of the day, Adam Silver is always going to see it as a business, and he'll do anything. He's hurting the business now. Yeah, he'll do anything to try and please the fans, and that's why he'll he's making so the game requirement. Changes. The game requirement hurt the business bad. Yeah. Speaking of the business, uh, is that TV deal coming up for this year? They have to talk about it in the offseason? yeah, and I think that's going to be it's going to be a big thing because. NBA TV deals are always like intriguing because yeah. you're just like we'll definitely be watching some NBA games on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I know they like I they said before the season HBO Max. I did not so see like, any advertise on HBO Max. Is HBO it just like Max, League Pass? So it's only the TNT games right now are like on cuz okay. HBO. Yeah, 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 the yeah, same yeah, yeah. company at the end of the day. So like those games, for example, like tonight I can watch the Knicks and Warriors on HBO Max. Oh, okay. But like, only I those thought they would be games. like a sign, like like you know the Apple TV games, like for baseball. Oh, like I thought it'd be like strictly like HBO Max, but well, well I feel like that's that's coming. Yeah, yeah it, it, it probably is probably, coming. Probably, so. It's just weird. It's gonna be weird seeing that with uh, somebody buy basketball games. I really wonder how that's gonna work, and because it's really not like basketball. I feel like is a sport where you almost we're all so connected to the play by play announcers. It's like, how is that going to work? Because that is true, yeah. I mean, I hope Gus Johnson somehow makes his way back to the NBA, but he's with um, Fox, so it's like, yeah, I don't think you can sign another deal. Fox, but maybe they, you think they could look into getting NBA games? Possibly uh, gave a mighty push for the college football playoffs. Uh, Really, like a. like they almost had it. They need. Yeah, they, they need to send. Not that Gus Johnson's going to retire soon, but they need. To, they need to send him off right. I miss the days when uh, going a little off topic, but we'll go to picks here after this. I miss the days when he would have college football on Saturday, and then they would just fly wherever to for Sunday <laughs> and do NFL game. It was usually out west. Yeah, he would do. I'll never he forget the the two games he did with a keep to leave. Yeah, some <laughs> yeah. of the, some of the most yeah. fun I've had watching a broadcast, and of course it got hate. Uh, so, usually how it works. Yeah, and Akeem Tlaib got a lot of hate, even though he was like my favorite color commentator. I think for he was himself. Yeah, he yeah. was himself, and yeah. he he was like he's like, whoo, look at that!" <laughs> <laughs> and I enjoyed it. I didn't want to hear the old. So you look at this. The tight end's gonna come here this way, and then like I can see that on my screen. Yeah. Um, which I hope because it feels like Brady is going to start this year. Yeah, I hope he, he is. I think. I hope he kind of. You know, shows more of Tampa Bay Tom. Yeah, I think he will. I think he will. Limp Tom. But anybody else have anything else before we go to tonight's picks? So anybody bring anything up? I, I've been not gonna lie. I've been lacking a little bit in the uh, watching of NBA as of recent. This is usually where I pick it up, but I've honestly, it's been hard watching the Sixers. Every, only because I was away Embiid. for both of those weekends. And yeah, that, and then that also pretty much cooked me for Mondays as well. Mm-hmm. I was tired as heck. But hey, Sunday ABC Sundays are back now. So five six games. Yeah, there. It, it, I I believe 
I know like randomly last year they like just didn't do it one Sunday, but it's Sixers, Mavs, Sunday, Warriors, Celtics, I, I uh, Knicks, Cavs, Thunder, Suns, uh, four games. I haven't watched Sixers basketball since Embiid got injured. Yeah, it's I won't not be. I, to watch. I it, it's it it's pretty fun. Yeah, like because, I like watching because Maxi, Maxi, Maxi and Heald are just shot chucking, and it's honestly pretty fun. <laughs> At this point, I really watch for Maxi, Heald, and Ricky Council. Like, ask, <laughs> ask Justin again. I was with him on the with the when the Celtics. I was like, dude, all I care about is if Maxi shows he can be elite as a number one on the road against Boston's defense. Uh, it's a win. I was not watching the score. I was like, like if, if Tobias made like three straight threes, I really wouldn't have batted, and I really wouldn't have cared. But yeah, because what I saw though was Maxi looked like an elite number one against Boston, um, and you know I I just been I really only have watched because I think it's cool Lowry's in a Sixers uniform now too. Um, but pretty much just watching for Lowry healed and uh, and uh, Maxi. That's about it. All right, first game of the night, the Cavs and the Pistons. This one's in Detroit. Uh, Do the Pistons get win number 10 of the year? No. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad we're all pretty much in agreement on that. I'm going to go ahead and take the Cavs in that one. Wait, what What game is this? Cat, oh, I'm looking at Friday. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, I was like, I was like what? what, tripping? Well, well, either way. Just to lose either way. Either way. <laughs> I still take the Cavs in that We're one just trolling well. the Pistons for all no right. reason. <laughs> 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 the real first game up tonight. Uncalled uh, for. <laughs> Bucks and the Hornets, a rematch of the whooping the Hornets got the other day. I think they were down by like 35-plus at one yeah. point in that uh, game. So that means the Hornets are going to win. You know? Not even kidding. I, that, that's, yeah. that's, that's, yeah, that's literally why yeah, I'm going to pick the Hornets. would not be too surprised, actually. You Brandon know, Miller. I'm still going to go ahead and take the Bucks <laughs> on this one. I'm just going to take the Hornets. Literally, that's my only reasoning. There's no basketball reasoning to it. I just think... We already know it's hard to beat a team two times in a row. When you get blown out like that, I feel like it, we just this game's just going to be a, a close game. And I think the Hornets, when they play in close games, will just find a way somehow. I'll take Milwaukee. Just <laughs> I, don't, I just don't see. Yeah, that. I might just be diff- uh, different. I'll, I'll take Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of nasty. Like in hindsight, like we split on a Milwaukee Bucks Charlotte Hornets game. <laughs> like we're nasty. Utah out east. They're taking on the Magic seven o'clock. Uh, honestly, you know this is not an easy game to pick. No, I hey, Paolo might be out tonight again as well. Paolo, uh, he's give, been out with an illness. Jazz. I'm just gonna take the Magic. I still think they're the better team. I'll t- I'll take Magic if uh, Ben Carroll plays. I take Jazz. Nets Hawks uh, battle of tenth place. Yeah, <laughs> this actually is like the but yeah, this is but this actually is kind of big though. Like the Hawks win this, I feel like they kind of are in the driver's seat, ben even without Trey Young. Ben Simmons game time decision. Uh, I, that means he ain't playing. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go. Uh, Give me the Hawks. I'll go. Uh, Nets, I guess. Yeah, I'll, I, I'll take Hawks. Dejounte and Jalen Johnson has been that much better for um, Jalen. Has been great. Yeah, I'll take Nets at home. Oh, it's kind of crazy that like, <laughs> like I can do that, and you, I only know one other person that does it exactly like that, which is Shaq. <laughs> when it comes down to it, but, <laughs> Hawks and Nets in that one. All right. TNT seven thirty, which really means it'll start at about seven fifty five. Uh, the Warriors and the <laughs> no Knicks. no TNT's the one on time. Oh, I, I, they start on bad, time. TNT, ESPN, ESPN. My bad there. Don't don't cease and desist us, TNT. <laughs> Reggie Miller. Uh, my bad, bad. Didn't mean that. Uh, Warriors and Knicks though. This will be as long as Brunson plays, which is he if is it you no know, still game time decision. Uh, although in the East. 
give me the Warriors. Curry doesn't have too many blunders inside of uh, Madison Square Garden. But, yeah, give me the Warriors now. Yeah, Splash Bros in New York. Clay Thompson, do you see the picture on Instagram story? No. So I love this place with like a red apple. It's like a picture of him on the balcony of his oh, hotel. Yeah, or, or, Knicks are cooked. Clay Thompson's over. Everybody go feed their families tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Please, Clay, don't don't troll me. <laughs> if I see he's two for twelve, I'm I'm out. <laughs> I'm gonna at you. <laughs> Look what you did, <laughs> Clay Thompson. Guaranteeing eighteen or more points tonight. On how many shots? Curry just owns Madison. I won't Garden. speak unless my lawyer is present. Madison. <laughs> <laughs> At least 18. Oh, yeah. Yeah. At least 18. 18 on 19 shots. <laughs> yeah, I'll take, I'll take the next. My Hooper. I, I just think I just I just think that Curry's next home is right there in New York. <laughs> Let me try to find the clay picture to show you guys though who hasn't who haven't seen it. While he goes ahead and looks for that, uh, a game which seems like these guys play once a freaking week. Oh yeah. <laughs> Knicks are done. He's, yeah, feeling yeah, he's feeling himself. Oh, man. Deep in the city. <laughs> he's yeah. looks, he looks way too heavy. <laughs> when Clay Thompson goes to the IG stories, you know it's over. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Jackson, he's put up Tyson, Tyson. <laughs> all right, man. Jordan. Yeah, Game Jordan. Game <laughs> thunder and Spurs. Seems like they're always playing each other. Uh, no doubt are giving me the Thunder. Yeah, why are they always playing <laughs> each other? It's just like, I feel Logan. like we've analyzed this game already, like multiple. Because I've always been, I feel like I've said this multiple times. Of like, Shea might struggle with Weminyama around that mid range area, um, but give me that thunder. <laughs> I'll, I'll take San Antonio just just because why not? Why be breaking that what? Not get losing streak. <laughs> yeah, I take thunder. Nine o'clock, Rockets and the Suns. Suns at home. Suns kind of need a win here. Uh, and I think they're going to go ahead and get it. Give me the Suns. Big KD night. Yeah, Suns. 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 Oh, now they're cooked. Yep. Um, all right. Just put my tuition on the Rockets. Last game <laughs> on the TNT slate of the night, Heat and the Nuggets. Everybody's back except for Hero for the Heat. Probably could be a pretty good game, actually. When You, you know, on paper it doesn't look as enticing, but uh, the Heat have been cooking recently as well. I'm – Mm. I'm taking the heat in Miles City, man. Great, now we lose. <laughs> I, Every time you picked, you picked against us, we <laughs> win. That usually has happened. I'm going to take the heat for one reason, and that's because even though the Nuggets have beat, have beat the Warriors and Kings, I they look pretty bad against both of them. They, sh- they were... I thought the Warriors just choked that game, and the Kings were playing without Fox, and they were up like 15 at one point. So I think I think I'm gonna go with the Heat because I don't think the Heat are gonna do what the Kings and Warriors did, uh, but should be a good one. Uh, probably the least hyped up Finals rematch of all time, but yeah, <laughs> it still should be a good battle. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll take a healthy Jimmy. I take the Nuggets. Yeah, hmm. it's hard not to take the Nuggets. I mean, it is. Um. All right, and then the last game of the night. Let's go. Jordan Poole in L.A. Uh-oh. Lakers on the (laughs) back-to-back, which back-to-back for the Lakers already smells that Ron and AD, probably about 30%, 70% that they probably won't be playing in this game. Oh, Jordan Poole, D-Lo. D-Lo masterclass. (laughs) Shot for shot. They probably will combine for easily 35 shots. AD is probable. That's the good news. Yeah, yeah he, seems, he seems a little bit more healthier than Bron. Well, I actually, think I can't even really say that after Bron did that last night. So. I don't think the I don't think AD is going to play simply because I just I'm I'm looking at the line for the game and the over unders at two forty three. So they're expecting a, a nasty just 
pure hoop off yeah. between Jordan Poole and D'Lo and no defense down low. D'Lo's either <laughs> shooting phenomenal or I just see him chucking 40 shots a game. Yeah. It is crazy that the Wizards are have the same record as the Pistons. Kuzma just cursed that They team. just win every 10. They win one every 10 Kuzma games so they don't get franchise. trolled as much. <laughs> yeah. That's a tough one. Uh, even though, give me the Lakers. Uh, no yeah, problem. Lakers. Uh, Lakers second unit. Tyus Jones could have a night. Really <laughs> first time I ever heard that. <laughs> <laughs> by a night, that's 10 points, 10 assists. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's his type of night. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think we're all, all Lakers then. Yeah, yeah. Are, I think like Lakers second unit could just mm. solo that <laughs> that first unit. Crazy. I'm saying it's gonna be uh it's gonna be one I definitely won't be watching. Mm-hmm. But absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. I've got work until eleven. Although I think I will do some of that Heat Nuggets game. Yeah, I think I'll for sure. I'm excited for that one. I'll watch Steph Curry in the Garden. That just has classic written all over it. I can't stay up. Thirty five plus. Thirty five plus. Yeah, him and Clay combined for uh, fifty five. Mm. Clay's gonna have uh, twenty. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put myself on blast. <laughs> Clay, Clay is gonna have twenty three points tonight. On what though? Do, I, like, doesn't matter. Cause, no, because he can have he can average eighteen. But he's averaging Kobe trip you eight and twenty four. Mm. Wow. Okay. You uh, said it. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're gonna lose to that. Respect, Clay. Definitely, will be getting added uh, when. Either this happens or it doesn't happen. Well. <laughs> We're playing it back. Clay has four points at half. <laughs> Why, man? He has nine shots. <laughs> one for three. It's three realistic, guys. Yeah, one for three from the line. <laughs> but that just about does it for this episode of N1. Thank you all for tuning in. Now, we will be back on Monday. We will be back as... Don't have anything to do this weekend. Don't have to travel to any other state, so I'll be fresh on Monday as well. We'll be back here with another episode then. Thank you all for tuning in, and have a blessed night. You can find And One and every Rowan Radio podcast by searching Rowan Radio On Demand Sports wherever you find your favorite podcast.